Yes. We're up at that farm of Hey and Aleph. <coughs> We're uh, five lines into the page. So what the Gemara had said yesterday was the Gemara yesterday had ended off, it really mentioned the Shaila and then it sort of stopped. We said that what's the source that women are exempt from time-bound mitzvahs? It's learned out from Tefillin. Tefillin is time-bound and they're exempt, so to all mitzvahs they're time-bound and exempt. So the Gemara said, why don't we say that Tefillin and Ria are Shneik Sumban Ke'echot, which is that Tefillin and Ria are both time-bound mitzvahs that women are exempt from, so say that they're the exceptions and not the rule. I'm sorry, so the Gemara says because why not say that Tefillin uh, and Ria um, Tefillin and The Gemara says no because Tefillin and Ria are necessary and because each one is necessary it doesn't have the rules of so Then the Gemara said If you hold that you could learn out means that if the concept is written in two different locations and it's not necessary to be written in two different locations that's the Torah's way of saying this is an exception it says the Gemara, that's only But there is an opinion that holds Malamdin, which means that if the halacha is written in two different places, even if it's not necessary, Malamdin, you could learn out from it. So according to that, why don't you say that you learn out from Tefillin and Ria that they're time-bound mitzvahs. The Gemara says, why don't you say that Tefillin and uh, I'm sorry, the Gemara says, why don't you learn out from Matzah and Hakel? Matzah and Hakel are time-bound mitzvahs, and they're obligated, so too all time-bound mitzvahs, they're obligated. So he said, no, it's in Malamdin. But if you hold Malamdin, we didn't answer that. Then the Gemara went on to the other new discussion, that is, how do you know that they're obligated and not time-bound mitzvahs? Time-bound mitzvahs, they're exempt, is learned out from Tefillin. Not time-bound mitzvahs, how do you know they're obligated? So he said, from Yireh Sa'av. So the Gemara says, why don't you say... The Gemara says three lines into the page. Mishum David Talmud Torah. So the Gemara says instead of learning out from Yira that they're obligated, why not learn out from Talmud Torah that they're exempt? Talmud Torah is not time bound and they're exempt. So maybe all not all not time bound mitzvahs they're exempt. So the Gemara says Talmud Torah and Pidyon Aben are shneik sumbon keechod. The whole shneik sumbon keechod ain't malamdin because Talmud Torah and Pidyon Aben are mitzvahs that are it's written twice. Both of them are not time bound and exempt. So they're the exceptions and not the rule. So the Gemara picks it up from here. According to Yochanan Membroka, he holds that women are obligated in Purvu. So why don't you say like this? Nami, Purvu is not time bound, and he holds their chayiv. Moira Aveim is also not time bound in their chayiv. So why don't you say that Meaning, instead of learning out from Yira and saying, just like Yira is not time bound in their Chayiv, so to all not time bound their Chayiv, why don't you say Yira and Pidyon Purvu are Shneik Sumban Ke'echod, the Chal Shneik Sumban Ke'echod, Eimalamdin. Right? It's the halacha that's written in two different locations. You don't learn out from it. So the Gemara says, Tzrichi. As I said yesterday, any time it's necessary to be written in two different locations, you could learn out from it. The whole concept of Shneik Zumbak Malamdin is where you have a lacha that's written in one location. It could be applied to the second location, but the Torah was matriach itself to write in two places. That's the Torah's way of saying these are the exceptions, not the rule. So the answer is by Yiras Ha'av and Puravu, it was necessary to say in lo- each location that, that the women are chayiv. So because it was necessary, it's not considered Sheikh Zumbakechot, and you're able to be Malamid from it. And that's why all not time mitzvahs are obligated. Why is it necessary to say by Yiras Ha'av and Puravu? Why was it necessary to, to write it out? If the Torah had written, only written that their women are obligated by Yiras Ha'av, and had not written by Puravu, they're obligated. 
I would not be able to learn that Purvu from Yira. Why? Havamina, Kibshua, the Pasuk. I would say Puravu their potter. The Torah had to write it. Why? Because the Pasuk describes Puravu as conquering the world. Kibshua. Women are not involved in military conquest, so therefore maybe women are exempt. So the Pasuk had to say they're Chayiv. Because the Purivya, and if the Pasuk had just said they're obligated in Puravu, the likes of Mairet, it didn't say Yerasa'av. Havamina ishta sibi via the losses in, isha dain sibi of the losses law, but keeping dain sibi of the losses will disclaim clout. I would actually say that women may, should be putter from Yerasa'av. Why? Because once a woman gets married, she has to listen to her husband. So there's a possibility that she won't have to be able to listen to her parents. So maybe because there's a possibility that women will not be able to listen to their parents, maybe they're putter legamri. So the Pasuk had to say chayiv. So because the Pasuk had to say chayiv in both, locations, both locations, it's not considered shnek sumon ka'echad. You're able to learn that from it. That's why it was necessary. The Gemara continues. Back to the questions that we had in yesterday's daf and uh, the beginning of today's daf, which is that if you hold that you could learn out from Shnei Ksumban Kechad always, then why don't you say women should be obligated in time bound mitzvahs because you have matzah and hakel, and women should be exempt from not time bound mitzvahs because you have Talmud Torah and uh, Pidyan Aben. Talmud Torah and Pidyan Aben are not time bound, then they're potter. So learn out from it. So he said, but if you hold Malamdin, then why not learn out from uh, that they're potter from Talmud Torah and uh, Pidyan Aben, and they should be Chayev from Matzah and Hakel. So the Gemara says, Amarava. The answer is, we're going to simplify this whole sogi. Instead of learning out that they're potter from Tefillin and they're Chayev from the. Keep it simple. The Punoya the the Rav from Papuna, it was a place, he knows how to explain this. The money Yaakov, and his name is Rachab Yaakov. Omar Kra, this is the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says regarding Tvilin, Vahalacha Yaisa Yodecha, Ulzikaraim Beninecha, right? Where Tvilin? Lamantia Tayyar Sashem Bafika. So the Torah, that the Torah will be in your mouth, meaning the Pasuk is connecting Tvilin to Kalatarakul. Fuksha Kalatarakul with Tvilin. Therefore, Matvilin Mitzasashas Mangrama Benashem Paturis, just like Tvilin is a time bound mitzvah, and women are Potter. So to all time-bound mitzvahs, women are exempt. To all kol terkula. And now you could deduce the opposite. You could deduce that if women are exempt from time-bound mitzvahs, learned that from tefillin, they're probably obligated not time-bound mitzvahs. Okay? So instead of learning out from two cases, you learn everything out from tefillin. Because tefillin is time bound and they're exempt. So the Gemara says, "Hanich l'mandar mitzvah mitzaseishes mangrama, l'mandar mitzvah mitzaseishes loyes mangrama lemekel emelit." There's an opinion in Shabbos and in Erevin that holds that that you're obligated to wear tefillin. You're allowed to wear tefillin on Shabbos and at night. In which case, it's not time bound anymore. So your whole source is that we learn out from tefillin that they're time bound and they're potter. But what if you hold the tefillin are not time bound? So the Gemara again, we had a possibility that we learned it out from tefillin. And we learned out the Chiyav by not time bound from Yira, and everything was good. I, what about Talmud Torah? Learn out from Talmud Torah and Pidyan Aben. Shnei Sumagacha in Malamdin. Everything was good. I, if you hold Malamdin, then what's the Pshat? So if you hold Malamdin, then you'd be forced to learn out from Tefillin. So the Gemara says, what if you hold that Tefillin is a Mitzah Se, Shehazman Gra, Shehena Grama? The answer is, Man Shaman Le Dumber Tefillin Mitzah Se Shehazman Grama. Who's the one who holds that way? It's Rameyer. The answer is, Rav Meir is the one who holds. The, the whole reason why you have to learn out 
this drasha from Tefillin is because you hold, it's according to the opinion, the answer is, if you hold, the, the one who holds the Tefillin is not time-bound, is Rameir, and he holds in Malamdin. So it's unnecessary. So the Gemara says, Now here's the problem. Rabbi Yehuda holds, you could learn out from any two halachas. And Tefillin is not time-bound. So So now, now, now how does it work? So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, again, the kasha is if, if, according to Rav Yehuda, why don't you say that women are exempt from all not time bound? Because you learn now from Talmud Torah and Pidyan Aben. So he said that's Sheikh Zumaka a Malamdim. But he holds Malamdim. So the Gemara says, it's not, this is, the, this is how he knows that women are exempt from time bound and Chayev and not time bound. And he can't learn out from Tefillin anymore because he holds a Tefillin is not time-bound. So the answer is, Mishim to have a matzah, simcha v'hakel, shloisha ksumon ke'echad, the shloisha ksumon ke'echad, e'malamdim. The answer is, how do you know that women are exempt from time-bound mitzvahs? I'll tell you why. Because there are three mitzvahs that women are obligated in time-bound, and they're the exceptions. Matzah, hakel, and simchas yomtev. And even though Rabbi Yehuda holds shnei ksumim, you can learn out from two, a mitzvah, that's, a concept that's found in two places, but a concept that's found in three places you cannot. So because the Chiv of Mitzvah say there are three cases where women are obligated, those are the exceptions, not the rule. Matzah, Simcha, and Hakim. Okay? Now the Gemara then said, that's all by positive mitzvahs. What about negative commandments? Women are obligated to keep negative commandments like men. How do I know this? The Pasuk says regarding Karbanos. It's regarding stealing and having to bring a carbon. If you do any sin, the pasuk is equating regarding all ancient, regarding all punishment. So the point is because they're they're the same for all punishment, for lashes, you know, for carbonis, because they're the same for all punishments, they're obviously the same for all loisases because punishments are only. Um, are only the results of, of being over Laisase. So if men and women are the same for all punishments, that means they're the same for all Laisases as well. The Gemara continues. That's one source. So for Einshim, they're the same. Tver Velazetana, he has a different source. He's a, it's an additional source. It's not an alternative. It's an additional source. Omar Kral, the post says, regarding monetary law, it says you shall place these laws in front of them, meaning men and women. Men and women are the same regarding all monetary payments and monetary laws. And a final Isha. the Pasuk says that if someone is Chayef Misa, or if an ox kills a, a, an Evid, you have to pay Kaifer. So the halacha is, Vehemis, uh, I'm sorry, if, uh, if, an, if, an, if, if, if an ox kills a person, then the owner has to pay money. The Hamas that Isha Isha, that the, whether the owner is male or female, they have to pay. So the Pasuk is equating men and women regarding all uh, death penalties. So you basically have three sources. You have three sources. You have men and women are the same for all ancient, men and women are the same for all monetary laws, and men and women are the same for all Misa laws. Why do you need all three? Sricha. 
Listen, if you only had the first one, the first the first pasuk, which equates them for all punishments, I would say Mishum Kapara There's a punishments there to men to atone. So Hashem wants them to have a kapara. So it makes sense that they would be the same. Avodinin, but when it comes to monetary laws, Maybe only men are subjugated to these laws because they're the ones who work. Women who historically don't work, maybe they're not the same when it comes to all dinim, all monetary law. And if the Pasik just equated them for all monetary payments, I say Mishum because it's it's you know you can't go to business. You need you need monetary laws to be the same in order for men and women to if a woman chooses to work, she has to be able to survive. It's, it's necessary for survival. If you know if anyone could just steal from her, then that's not gonna be that's ridiculous. And that's that's uh, that's not a way to live. Avalkaifer, but when it comes to life and death, now life and death has two fault two parts. There's the death penalty, and then there's paying for the death of a person. Maybe you only have to pay a certain amount of money when you kill a man, not when you kill a woman. Why? Avalkaifer, Ama go to the next page, Ishtabar mitzvah in Ishaloh, women who are not obligated to mitzvahs, maybe you don't have to pay the same amount. Maybe their their life has a different type of value because they're not obligated to mitzvahs. Therefore, I need the Pasuk to say, no, they're the same regarding all life and death. And if the Pasuk had just, if we only have the last Pasuk, which says that they're all the same regarding all life and death, I would say, Yeah, because life and death, it's people's lives, you know, lives are all, are equally valuable. But when it comes to the other two areas of law, of punishments and monetary law, therefore it is necessary. Okay. The, Pasuk, the Misha then said that there are three loisases, that men and women are the same. And that is, I'm sorry, three loisases that women are allowed to do, and that's baltatame, that a baskoyin is allowed to go to a cemetery, baltakif, or baltashchis. Baltakif means that women are allowed to cut off their pace, and they're allowed to cut off their beards. So the Gemara says, Bish, I understand why a, kaha, a kahane, a baskoyin, uh, Baskayin is allowed to go to cemetery. And the pasuk in the beginning of Emar starts off by saying, means the males and not the females. And then the next pasuk is, So it's clear from the pasuk that women are not are allowed to go to cemeteries. Clear. But how do you know that women are allowed to cut off their beards in the pace? So the chsiv. The Pasuk says like this. Now, it's important to know. There's two different Pajis. There's Perik Yudtes in Vayikra. He's talking about to the general public. He talks about cutting off your beard. And Perik Chavalev, in the beginning of Emmer, for the Kehanim, it also says, uh, you're not allowed to cut off your beard. Now, so, there's one other thing to remember. I, I'll mention it in a second. The Chsiv, the Pasuk says regarding the general public of the Jewish people, you should not cut off your payas. And you should not destroy your beard. The Pasuk is connecting beards to payas. Only someone who's not allowed to cut off their beard cannot cut off their payas. But women, because women are allowed to cut off their beards, less they're allowed to cut off their payas. Now, so they're allowed to cut off their payas because they're allowed to cut off their beards. How do I know they're allowed to cut off their beards? How do I know that women are allowed to cut off their beards? So, first of all, you could just say it's logical, because women don't have beards. Or, there's a Pasuk. Now, this Pasuk, the Pasuk says, 
It says, you shall not cut off the, the payas of your head. Roishchem is plural. But then it says, when it comes to beards, zikonecha, singular. Why did it go from plural to singular? Why didn't it keep it plural for the beard? Also, and say, zikonechem, my zikonecha, zikonecha, v'loi zikon ishtecha. The pasuk zikonecha, meaning only your beards are a problem, you the males, but females are allowed to. Okay? So the source that women are allowed to cut off their beards is because it says zikonecha. So the Gemara says, really? V'loi? Fatanya, but there's a cryptic brace. The brace says Zikan Isha, the beard of a woman, Vasiris, or the beard of a Siris, Shehelusaya, they have facial hair. A woman's facial hair is considered facial hair in Halacha. Now it doesn't say regarding what, we assume it means that you're not allowed to cut it off. So you're telling me women are allowed to cut off their beards. This Brysa kind of sounds like they're not allowed to, because it says their beards have facial hair are considered hair in Halacha. My lav is not referring to, to cutting off the beard. So, what's the source that women are not allowed to cut off their beards? So we said zikonecha. The promise is Brisa seems to indicate not like that. So Amar Abaya, Abaya says I have a different source. Of course, women are allowed to cut off their beards. Why? Yalof pas pas mibnei aron. Malalon nashim peturis afkan nashim peturis. Basically, it's like this. The pasuk in the beginning of Emar starts off. Emar kehanim bnei aron. Clearly talking to men only. Then it says. Don't go to the cemetery, which means women could go to the cemetery. Then four psukim later, it says, do not cut off your beard. Now the question is, you, there's two ways to read that pasuk. You could say that the entire paragraph is said to men only, and everything in the paragraph does not apply to women, so women are allowed to cut off their beard. Or you could say that the part that's about men only is the first halacha about going to the cemetery. That's only men. But the beard part maybe is men and women. The Gemara is assuming, Abai is assuming, that everything in the paragraph is said only for men. So therefore, the Pasuk is basically saying, you male kaihanim don't go to the cemeteries, females can, and you male kaihanim don't cut off your beards, females can. So according to Abai, the Pasuk clearly indicates that female kaihanim are allowed to cut off their beard. It says the word pas by the kaihanim, and it says the word pas by regular population. So the Pasuk indicates, because B'nai Aaron is talking about the entire paragraph, so the Pasuk indicates that female kehanim are allowed to cut off their beard. That's the indication of the Pasuk. How do I know to extend it to the regular population? That's the Gzair Shav. It says pas over here. It says pas over there. That's the extension. So that's the source that women are allowed to cut off their beards. Now, we have not addressed what the Brisa means when the Brisa says that women's facial hair is considered facial hair in Allah. But right now we're saying that women are allowed to cut off their beards because the indication from the Pasuk, the implication is that Bas Kain is allowed to. And then Gzair Shav connecting Bas Kain to the regular population. So the Gemara says... So you're telling me that the indication of the Pasuk is that Vasakayin is allowed to cut off her beard. And then how do I know the general population? Gzereshava. What do you need Gzereshava for? Once I know that a Baskayin is allowed to, can't I make a Kavachaymer if a Baskayin who is more holy is allowed to cut off her beard than the average woman, of course, is allowed to? What do you need Gzereshava for? So the Gemara says, if you assume like Abaya does, that the words inclu- encompasses the entire paragraph. That means the entire paragraph of the Pasuk is referring to... Hold on one second. Recording in progress. So the Gemara's point is, if you hold, if you understand like Abaya, that the words B'nai Aaron is talking about the entire paragraph, that, and therefore everything in the paragraph is exclusively for men. 
So the halacha that women are allowed to shave their beards by a baskayin is explicitly ex- I- I- implied in the pasuk. Then what do you need exer shava for to apply it to all the other women? Nishtakramine. I don't need exer shava. Tasi kavachaim, rava kavachaim. I know. I mean, I'll say umakehanim shiri ben akasim mitzisiseres. If kehanim who have more holiness than Yisraelim, bnei aron v'lo bnei zaron, still the pasuk allows baskayin to shave off her beard. Yisrael like kolshikin. Of course, women are the average woman's allowed to. So what do you need exer shava for? So I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why you need Xer Shava. Because if not for the Xer Shava, I wouldn't know how to read the Pasuk. There's two ways to understand this Pasuk. Again, the Pasuk says, So it definitely starts off talking about men only. The first halacha is cemeteries. That's men only. Three psukim later, it says, don't shave, don't shave off your beard, you kehanim. The question is, is that B'nai Aaron also? Or B'nai Aaron is only on the first part of the Pasuk? So, Abai understood that it's talking, the entire paragraph is only men, so women are allowed to shave off their beards by Baskayan. And then, how do I know the general population is from the Xer Shavas? The Gemara is the one needed Xer Shava for, it's a Kavachaymer. The answer is if not for the Xer Shava, I wouldn't know how to understand the Pasuk. There's two ways to understand this Pasuk. You could understand that B'nai Aaron is talking about the entire paragraph, and women are allowed to shave off their beards of the Baskayan. Or, you could say, no, B'nai Aaron is only talking about the first Pasuk. The, 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 it's only talking about the first Pasuk. Shaving off your beards is not allowed if you're a Baskayan either. You need the Xer Shavah to tell you how to understand the Pasuk. Once I have the Xer Shavah, then I know, oh, Dabra, B'nai Aaron is talking about the entire paragraph, Baskayan is Mutter, and therefore it extends to, to, to because that's the purpose of the Xer Shavah. If not for the Xer Shavah, I wouldn't know how to read the Pasuk. So the Gemara says, why don't you do this? Hashanami Indian. I have a different possibility. Why don't we say this? Why don't we say Bnei Aaron is only talking about the first pasuk? Women, Baskayan is not allowed to shave her beard, and neither is a regular woman. Aye, so what's the purpose of the Xer Shava? Right, we have a Xer Shava connecting the beard shaving of a Kayan to the beard shaving of the regular population. We thought the purpose of the Xer Shava is to tell you, just like a Baskayan can shave her beard, so to every woman. Why don't you say this? Why don't you say women are not allowed to shave at all? What's the purpose of the Xer Shava? I'll tell you the purpose of the Xer Shava. By a Baskayan, by a Kayan. The purpose of Gzir Shav is to explain what materials are usher to shave with. I'll tell you an example like this. The Pasuk says regarding the general population, By the Kehanim, it says, So it says, by the regular population, and by the Kehanim, How do we Paskin? What we do is we put it together. You see, Galechu means cut. The word Galechu on its own would imply you're not allowed to use scissors. Tashchis means destroy. So scissors don't destroy the beard. The problem is if you just had Tashchis, it would be also to pluck the beards out with your fingers or with a tweezer. But that Yagalechu says it has to be a form of cutting. So how do we paskin? You put it together. It has to be Tashchis and Galechu, which is a type of destroying through cutting, which is using a blade. Not scissors and not uh, tweezers. So therefore, maybe really women are not allowed to shave. So what's the purpose of Xerishava? It's not to say that women are allowed to. The purpose of Gzair Shava is to tell you what type of material is not allowed to cut your beard with. The Gemara says, Gzair Shava, I need it for the following, Brysa. The Pasuk says, By Kehanim, you're not allowed to shave. 
Now, shaving could mean even with a scissor. Maybe you think it should be also to cut with a beard. The Pesach says regarding the general public, like Tashchis, you should not destroy. Scissors don't destroy. Oh, but if you just have destroyed, then it should be also even with tweezers. It means you shave. So, it has to be shaving and destroying. So, how do you, how do, you do that? It has to be a blade, because a blade is cutting and destroying at the same time. And the, so therefore, you need the Gzair to connect both sukkahs. So how do you know the Gzair is telling me that women are allowed to shave? Maybe the Gzair is only telling me what type of materials are you, are you not allowed to use. So the Gemara says, Imkain. The answer is, there's two Gzair If the purpose of the Gzair was just tell you what materials, Nechtav Kra Eshev Ganecha. You don't need the word Pa'as. My Pa'as Ganecha So if it's just to tell you the materials, you don't need the word Pa'as. The word pas is telling you new Shav and saying, it says pasaganechem, pasaganechem, in both places to tell you women are allowed. So there's two Shavas. One Shav telling you the materials, and the word pas is another Shav to tell you that women are allowed in both places. So women are allowed to shave, it's learned out from the Kehanim. So wait a minute, we have a Brisa. The Brisa says, You're telling me that women are allowed to shave. But there's a b'risa that says that women's facial hair is considered significant in halacha. If they're allowed to shave, then what's the significance of their facial hair? So the Gemara says, It's talking about saras, meaning that we know that when it comes to saras, if there's a splotch on your hand, if the hair is white, that's a sign of saras. But if the splotch is on your face, your hair is yellow. The point is, when it says in the b'risa that women's facial hair is significant, it doesn't mean regarding shaving, they're allowed to shave. It means regarding tumas tsaras, that if they have tsaras on their facial hair, then they're tummy. Okay? So the purpose of the b'risa is basically tell me that women are included in, in tsaras. Wait a minute. Tumas negoim it's a pasuk. It says, isho isha, male or female, kiyabai nega, if they have tsaras, barosh obazakin, whether it's on their head or on their beard. So you see the pasuk clearly says that women are the same when it comes to facial hair, uh, when it comes to tsaras on their face. So I need a bracelet to tell me that they're the same when it comes to toma. The, bri- the Pasuk says it. So the answer is, okay. Perhaps the Brisa is saying that they're the same, not regarding the toma of mitzora, but the purification. That when a woman, not she's Tomei, I know this from the Pasuk, but how do I know that when she's purified, she has to shave her whole body like men, that's from this Brisa, that her facial hair is considered significant. It means that the same way a regular Mitzayra has to cut it off to become Tahar, so too she has to become Tahar. So maybe the Brisa is telling me they're the same for the purification process. The Gemara says, Even the Bastomi, Bastari. I need a Brisa for that. Once the Pasuk says that they're the same for Tumma, I know they're the same for Tahara. So we need a Brisa for it. Really, the answer is like this. Really, the Brisa is telling me they're the same for Tumma. I, the Pasuk says, Isho Isha. Whether male or female have a tsaras on their head or on the beard. So women are the same. It's from a Pasuk. The answer is, I can read the Pasuk this way. Men and women are the same. When they have tsaras on their head. When the Pasuk says on their beard, maybe that's only men. I could read it with a comma. is a new back to only men. So therefore the Bryce is saying, no, men and women are the same when it comes to tsaras on their beard. Okay. Just to finish up the daf, AC Ben Yehuda adds that there's one more lav that women are allowed to do, and that is AC Ben Yehuda. Making a bald spot in their, on their head in sign of mourning for a dead person. There's an isdereis of pulling out hair as a sign of mourning, making a bald spot. AC Ben Yehuda says, 
Women are allowed to. Now, what's the source that women are allowed to? My time of days. The Darsh Hachi. The Pasuk says, Bonim Atem Lashem Likechem. Bonim. Meaning, male male sons, not females. The Pasuk is talking to men. Lois is going to do. You're not allowed to make gashes in your body, uh, on your head, as a sign of mourning. And you're not allowed to make a bald spot between your eyes for the dead. Because you're a holy nation. So the Pasuk says bonim, which implies that women are not included in the prohibition. And one of the prohibitions of the Pasuk is making a bald spot. So you see, the women are allowed to make a bald spot. Now what's interesting is the Pasuk has two prohibitions. Making a bald spot and cutting yourself. So we're saying bald spot is allowed. Cutting yourself is not allowed. Why? Because bald spot is allowed because it's bonim. I, maybe cutting is also, is also allowed for women? The answer is no, because the Pasuk ends off, I'm Kaddish, you're part of a holy nation. Women are also include, part of a holy nation. So Bonim is excluding women, but I'm Kaddish is including. So we're saying excluding is for bald spots. Including is for gashes. So the Gemara says, Atam el karcha in em l'gedida kishuoymer kishuoymer am Kaddish atasham l'kechem er gedida amar hamani amin banim v'loi banis l'karcha so we're saying that they're in, we're including them in the Isser of Gedida, of cutting themselves from mourning, but we're not including them in the Isser of a bald spot. Why do I assume, why would I include the bald spot, why would I include the Isser of Gedida, cutting, but say that it's mutter for me? One's mutter, one's Asr. So why am I saying it's mutter for the bald spot and Asr for the cutting? Maybe it's vice versa. Makes more sense that we would include the Isser, include women in the Isser of, of cutting themselves, because cutting themselves is also on any part of the body. Bald spot is only a part of the hair, so it's a limited Isser, therefore it's going to limit it to men only. So the, basically the way it works is the Pasuk has two Isurim, which means gashes, making gashes. Like Karcho is bald spot. One's mutter, one's Asr, so we're saying what's mutter is bald spot, what's Asr is gashes. The Gemara wants to know, isn't there a third Isser in the Pasuk? It says, Lysis Gaidu, gashes. Lysis Karcha, um, bald spot. Viseret, Lysis Tuba, was it? Uh, the Pasuk says regarding Srita, Lysis uh, to Saratas. Isn't that also? Saratas um, means a gash. We're assuming that it's not the same as Lysis The One is with your hand and one is with a knife. So, if there's a third Isser, how do I know that women are not allowed to do laces guys do? Maybe women are allowed to make bald spots, and they're allowed to cut themselves with their fingers. They're just not allowed to cut themselves with a gat, with a kli. So the Gemara says, The answer is, that there's no difference in halacha between Moises Gaidudu and Srita. They're both the same. They're both the Isser of making a gash. There's no difference between using a vessel or not. Both are Asa for a woman, and women are allowed to. Kukarcha, a bold spot, is Mutter for a woman. We'll stop here.